0: All right. How's everybody doing today? Oh man, what an awesome time in the presence of God. How many of you enjoyed worship today? Just lifting up our praise, giving God glory. Did you have a good 4th of July? Do you have all 10 fingers? Praise God. How many of you maybe got close to losing one though? Some of you uh, get the really good fireworks. There's always one person in every family, right? who, Who makes a trip to get something illegal and and that's your favorite uncle. Come on, you know, you're excited about that. Well, you guys, today's a tremendous honor. We, we have the opportunity to spend some time with Pastor Thomas and Melissa West joining us. They are uh, planting Joy Church Salem, and they're planting it right now, uh, starting not today, but it's been in the works. But man, we're far apart. I feel like I want to be close to you, Thomas. <laughs> um, wow. Anyways, um, that was weird. Anyways, uh, we're so excited to be able to interview these guys today and and just talk about this beautiful church that's being birthed in Salem. So exciting. And uh, I wanted to just start by talking about the fact that we are a church planting church. Uh, And we've been a church planting church from day one. Now, we didn't plant a church day one, we were just trying to be a church. Come on and grow and live and. And, uh, and be a church. But from day one, God had put it in us that we'd be a multiplying church. And so Joy Salem is the first plant that we're sending out from Joy Eugene. Praise God for that. But, but the first of many. Amen. And uh, we're part of uh, a family of churches, Joy Churches. There are now seven of us kind of all around. Uh, the, we're spread out mostly in Oregon right now, but spread out around the world. There's Joy Medford. There's Joy Grants Pass. Joy Eugene. Uh, Joy Salem now, going up the freeway there. And then we have Joy Church La Paz down in Baja, California. They have the best tacos at that Joy Church by by far. And then uh, Joy Church Lagos, Nigeria. And also uh, Joy Church in Wheaton, Illinois, uh, right outside of Chicago. And many more to come. So praise God for that. But as a part of our family of churches, our vision as Joy Churches is to plant churches that multiply. That's our vision, to plant churches that multiply. Now, church planting is not something that we talk a a whole lot about uh, on a Sunday or even other times in our in our church kind of life uh, and so but today as we talk about planting Joy Church Salem I wanted to kind of open up the playbook a little bit and get a look behind the scenes on why we value and believe in planting churches and what that is why that is meaningful to us as a local church community. Um, why plant churches? Well one it's the natural byproduct of the mission and the vision that God has given to us as the church and as Joy Church specifically our mission and vision is to love God love people and make disciples. We believe that if we do the first one and the second one well, that the third one kind of flows out of that, right? If you're loving God and God's working in your life out of the overflow of that, you're loving others, you're, you're relating to people as Christ would have you relate to them, you're making a difference, making an impact, and your life should be magnetic to bring people to Jesus. Discipleship just means this, helping someone follow Jesus. I think even a better definition would be helping someone take their next step with Jesus. So maybe you run into somebody and they're like, I'm not, I'm not even a Christian. Well, what is the next step towards Christ that you can help that person take? Maybe the first one is to ask them a good question. Like, hey, do you think that we're just time plus slime plus chance? Or do you think there's maybe more to life than, than just matter, right? Uh, Why do you believe what you believe, right? Ask, ask some good questions and maybe, maybe create a little bit of doubt in doubt, right? Uh, Maybe that's that helping someone take that next step towards Christ. Or maybe somebody's like, look, my life's a mess. Uh, everything is uh I'm busted flat in Baton Rouge, you know, and everything is and Bobby's playing the blues. Anybody recognize that anyways uh and uh everything's bad, and you go, well, you know what uh, what if you gave your life to Jesus and they're like i'm in and 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 they 're ready I mean that might be their next step, right but whatever that looks like it's helping people take their next step with Jesus, and that might be towards Jesus or that might be in Jesus as they're growing as a as a Christian that is discipleship so out of our Out of the relationship with God that we have and our relationship as a church with one another and loving people and loving our city, we believe in making disciples. And as we unpack that to one extra level, then that also looks like making disciple-making centers, which is to plant churches. And we're going to talk about this today between the four of us a little bit about the value. Excuse me, I'm going through puberty. (laughs) It's about time. No one with this much facial hair has not gone through. Anyways, I um, actually shaved clean today and it just poof, comes out. Sorry. Okay, second service. You all right? Uh, I don't even know what I was talking about. So planting churches comes out of uh, our mission and vision. The second thing is that new churches reach new cities and new people. We have a slogan that says, every city needs more joy. Amen. When I look at Eugene and Springfield and our community, I don't, I don't look around and go, yeah, we're done. Right. It's great. Everything's perfect. God's kingdom is fully realized and manifest here. I go, you know what? We need more joy. Come on. Yes. The joy of the Lord. You know, when, when God shows up in a place, the joy level goes up. This is one of the, the biggest problems with people, a lot of people's church experience, is they went to a church where there was no joy. And I'm like, maybe the Holy Spirit wasn't actually there. Because I know that where the God of the Bible shows up, there's parties Half the Old Testament is like feasts. Come on, somebody. I love feasts, right? We had one last night down at Bow and Vine. They were like, sir, these aren't all you can eat fries, and you've had enough, you know. (laughs) But new churches bring... Uh, bring an impact in their communities they reach new new people uh, reach new new cities and we believe that Salem needs joy we need we know that uh, the rest of Oregon needs more joy we know that uh, the rest of the states and in our our great nation need more joy and new churches are actually hubs for evangelism and discipleship to take place and we'll talk more about that in a a minute Uh, and then last but not least new churches raise up new leaders because there's a new challenge. So like our friends here, Thomas and Melissa, who are phenomenal leaders, have done a great job, but God is promoting them in the kingdom of God to now be lead pastors of a new work. And let me just tell you right now, that's going to bring some fresh challenges, right? It already is. Uh, Fresh ways of thinking. They've got some of their team here today. Wave guys. Tim and Devin are here. Kalia's on their team. Kalia's over here. Woo! That are going to be planting uh, Joy Salem and you guys are all being promoted. God is promoting you into a new level of challenge. How many of you know that growth comes from challenge, yeah. right? Growth, we don't grow when we're comfortable. We grow when, we, when we're uncomfortable. Right. And so when we plant new churches, it establishes new opportunities for leaders to emerge and to begin to allow God to work in and through them uh, in, in fresh challenges. And it raises up new leaders and it continues the cycle of growth for God's kingdom that he wants to see established in our world, amen? So that's why we're so excited about planting churches. This is not the the last, this is the first, the first fruits of what God wants us to do as a missional, multiplying, church planting church, part of a church planting movement. Cool? Awesome.
1: That's abrupt. (laughs) All right. Okay, well, well, like Jake was saying, we're gonna uh, interview Pastors Thomas and Melissa today who are planting a church in Salem. So first of all, can you guys just tell us a little bit about yourselves, about your family? Yeah,
2: Yeah. this service actually sent a picture to the media team. I meant to do it last time, but these are our sweet kids. The Hannah on the right, she's seven. Adeline up there, she's five. And this is Owen, our little man guy. He's eight months old. He, he doesn't know the Lord yet, but the Lord's really working on his heart. Hannah keeps telling us, "Mom, I'm going to be the worship leader at Joy Salem." I'm like, "Yeah, great. No, that's awesome." And she's she's <laughs> fighting for the for the position. But no, we're we're Thomas and Melissa, we're super excited to be here today. Um we come from Medford, Oregon, and we met at Joy Church Medford a long, long time ago. I was a teenager. Thomas had been going there since he was 3, and um yeah, just a part of the Joy family for A long time, and um, we moved to Eugene. 2018, summer of 2018, we were he- we were in at Joy Eugene for a little over a year. When we were back at the movie theater, does anyone remember those days? Movie theaters, a o, yeah, those were fun fun times. We really um, we we loved the season that we had there. We actually talked about raising our family in Eugene and just like found this awesome church community. And then God called us to Newburgh, Oregon, and we've been serving as um, pastors there for the last four years and. Married 12 years. I don't know. Is there any other? We love talk of war. So we're hoping they come to Salem too. No other random thoughts.
1: Awesome. Um, did you guys always want to be church planters?
3: No, not at all. Um, <laughs> I think Melissa mentioned we met at Joy Medford, but we kind of fell in love in Bible college. So we went to a Bible college internship program that was actually led by uh, Pastor Jacob Bethany. At the time, it was called Armor Bears. And I, w- I went through Bible college really young, um, partly because I was expected to, and just kind of like learn more about my faith. But it's not, our story isn't one that's like we went to seminary to go into ministry. In fact, we just kind of did it because that's what our, our peer group did, with no plans to go into any kind of ministry, let alone plant a church. And we're in our early 30s, and we only really accepted and yielded to God in His call uh, over the last few years. Honestly, we've we've chased a number of different careers and really felt like it's been the sovereignty of God pushing us this direction. So yes, we want to plant a church, uh, but it's not just a want. We really feel the call uh, of God to plant a church. About seven or eight years ago, when Joy Church Eugene was planted, uh, Pastor Steve Schmelzer in Medford caught a, a vision for planting more churches. And he gathered a group of us and we were part of that group, and he just said, he had an ICNU conversation and he called out prophetically, "Hey, I think you could plant a church." And like I said, at that time, we weren't even like considering ministry in general other than you know, like very important, but serving and stuff. We weren't considering vocational ministry. So for us, that was kind of like it just fell on deaf ears. But we said, okay, God, we're going to put that on our heart and we're going to pray on that. We're going to consider that. And after years and years, it never went away. It never went away. God kept that. He grew that. And people in our life, like Pastor Jake and Bethany, Pastor Steve and Kim, they continue to encourage us in that, continue to call that out of us and prompt us and push us to, to go further. Yeah.
2: Yeah. When Pastor Steve called that out of us, we are like, oh, you're hilarious. <laughs> so funny. And then God's like, no, I'm not joking. <laughs> and then, yeah, God just kept directing us back to ministry and church planning and, and now we're doing it
1: so why do you guys want to start a church
3: yeah number one I love the church we're church people we grew up in church how many of you love your, love your church amen we love the local church we believe the local church is the hope of the world it's, it's what Jesus set up and instituted to, to be the primary instrument to reach the world and we love life-giving churches we believe every city needs to experience needs to have several life giving churches and i referenced a few minutes ago yes we want to but um, the reason we're planning a church isn't just because we want to it's not just an idea it's not just a good idea god brought us to the point where we also want to but it started with a call it started with god saying this is what i want you to do whether you want to or not right and our want our desire has come along with that over time we've partnered with god on his mission and vision but it started with this is what god is telling us to do so we are compelled by the call to do what he said to do.
1: Yeah, that's good. It's good. Awesome. <laughs> um, <it's>, oh, no. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, okay.
0: Bethany and I just flown together. we making it work. Um, what makes Joy Church Salem unique? What are some of the distinctives and, and values that you would say, you know, obviously you want to plant a good church, plant a healthy church, Hopefully, right? Is that okay? Good. Um, but what are some of the things that God's put in your heart specifically for Joy Salem?
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, similar to Joy Church Eugene, we we've adopted the same mission statement, which is to love God, love people, and make no, disciples. No, no.
2: We, we can't use the word adopted. We stole. We stole it. Jake Jake wanted to make that clear. The first service, we stole.
3: He stole it from the Bible. So. <laughs> the reality is, I said this in first service, I don't think any church should have a different mission statement. Those uh, bullet points are taken from the Great Commission and what Jesus called the Great Commandments. So it doesn't get greater than those things as far as our mission as Christians and as churches, right? To love God, love people, and make disciples. So in that sense, we may not be uh, unique and we don't set out to be unique pastor. Jake said this in first of us I do believe that joy churches are special I think you need to believe your own church is special that you need to have faith in it and and believe in it And so we do believe we bring something to the table But we don't set out with the goal to just be unique We set out because God called us to and he gave us a vision and for part of those distinctives What you're asking for is some of that vision the first thing is To love God, love people, and make disciples. But when it comes to the vision, we have a a vision. It comes from John chapter 15 where Jesus says to produce fruit that remains. The proverb says to buy the truth and sell it not. We believe with all of our hearts, um, first of all, that discipleship starts with evangelism, right? Conversion, bringing people into team Jesus. But then when discipling people, it's our heart. It's, it's, it's our desire that everyone would have holistic, deep-rooted, authentic faith. Like we want you, we want people who are con- connected to us to be more connected to Jesus than to us. Yeah. You with me? So what does that mean? If they get called, if their job takes them across the country or across the world, their Christianity doesn't fade with it. Yeah. It has nothing to do with their attendance at our church. It has nothing to do with their proximity to us. It is our heartbeat, and that's part of our vision, that whoever we come in contact in this life that we disciple, that they would develop authentic, deep-rooted, lifelong faith in Jesus.
2: Yeah. We really have a, a passion for healthy families too. Um, families is one of our values that we have as a church. We want we want to produce healthy families. We want um, healthy marriages, strong um, marriages, kids who serve the Lord, raising up, up families together who serve the Lord and and just fall in love with Jesus and and just really model uh, Christ's love, Christ's love for the for the church and and um, that's really a value of ours and then the other value that's super important to us, and again, we stole it, but you know what? It's from the Bible, is (laughs) mission. Um, We believe that everyone was made on purpose and for a purpose. It's over there, and we're passionate about seeing people just pursue their purpose in Christ. That's something that's super, super important to us.
3: Yeah, and part of uh, developing deep-rooted authentic faith is one of our values is formation or spiritual disciplines we're kind of christianese words for basically just saying teaching you how to interact with god personally and consistently things like reading your bible why we read it how to understand it Prayer, having a prayer life, not just asking God for stuff, but talking to him, communicating with him consistently, how to worship, how to be generous, how to serve. These are things that form you and make you more like Jesus. One of our values is to teach people to do that, but to do that on their own, to care about it, to want to do it so that wherever they go in life, they have spiritual discipline. You with me? One of our final, uh, our values, and I said this in first service, I think it's criminal if joy churches don't have joy as a value. (laughs) It's the name of our church, right? But what's joy? I'm sure you've talked about it at this church before. It's not happiness, and it's not fun, right? Sin can bring happiness. Sin can be fun. Temporal, regular, basic, earthly things can be those. Joy only comes from God. It's not circumstantial, has nothing to do with what's going on in your life and everything to do with who God is. And we truly believe that when you connect to that mission, that purpose in your life, there is nothing more fulfilling than being on mission and living life in community. That that's what brings joy. That when you have a relationship with God, no matter what's going on in the circumstances around you, and the world around you, you can have joy. Amen? A couple of our other distinctives as a Joy Church in the Joy Church movement is we're going to be a church planting church. And that might sound simple, but it's actually pretty uncommon that not a lot of churches have vision to continue to plant churches. And we want to hit the ground uh, open and, and and training people to plant more churches. And we'll talk more about why that's important later. And the other is um, we, we really have a heart to connect with the city and and serve the orphans, the abused children, um, orphanages. We want to partner with anti sex trafficking agencies. Like we want to do our best to help protect those who can't protect
1: themselves. That sounds like a good church, right? right? Yeah. You want to go? All right. Um, Well, why, why Salem? Why'd you guys choose Salem?
3: Yeah. So some church planners, they get this like audible voice from God about a city, right? Go to Nineveh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that wasn't us um, there are some logistical reasons like it's, it's there's some some good ideas but at the end of the day Salem is deeply personal to me so I grew up in Medford I attended Joy Church Medford for most of my life but I was born in Salem and my parents weren't married they were 16 and 18 and my mother died when I was three and my father was a criminal he went to fir- he first went to Juvie He was 14 for 33 burglaries, and that's just what they they caught him for. Um, He was abusive. He was a drug addict. He went to prison for attempted murder. My dad, my parents, left a legacy in that city. Now, as a Christian, I believe it's our job to be missional, to serve your city. And when I look at my heritage in the city of Salem, I see a heritage that took, that hurt and so whenever we've considered and i love oregon i don't always love some of the choices oregon makes but i love being in oregon Um, i believe as christians we're called to be first responders not refugees so not run away from trouble but run into the fire amen but when it comes to salem when we when we've ever, ever talked about planning a church or going somewhere else it's always been what's come up and we've just prayed through it and it's never left. And so for us, it's deeply personal. We do feel like we're called there, but at the end of the day, we want to go serve the city that my family took from. Yeah.
2: That and, you know, we, when we finally made the decision, man, Salem seems like it keeps coming back. Like this is our city. There was a a small season where we felt like we weren't going to be able to do that and we were just heartbroken we were like we couldn't fathom the idea of not living in that city we couldn't fathom the idea of not serving that city and being apart and that's really the moment that we knew like oh this isn't just like a good thing this this is a god thing you know
1: okay well if if a city already has a lot of churches um, why would you why would we want to start another one
2: yeah, I mean, I'll uh, steal from, from Joy Eugene again. Every city needs more joy. And there might be a lot of churches in Salem, and there's a lot of really good churches, but there's no joy church. And and we, we're like, we it needs a joy church. We know that it needs a joy church, and our hearts are burning for that. Um, you know, when we spent a season here in Eugene we realize we want to take that with us um, wherever we go. And we're going to to Salem. I almost said Eugene. We're going to Salem. And, you know, Salem needs a joy church too.
3: So there is a lot of churches in Salem. Um, The population is about 180,000 people. And there's 125, roughly, to 150 churches, which sounds pretty church, right? But that is only one church for every 12 to 1,400 people in the city. And only a handful, if that, actually have those big of congregations, that big of congregation. Most of them are not equipped to handle that many people. And although we're so, we want to just say, we're so thankful we acknowledge the work that's been done in in any given city, right? When you look at a city and you know that there's 125 to 150 churches just now, what you see is 125 to 150 at least people who have gone and given their lives in service and sacrifice right so we acknowledge that we honor that we don't act like we're god's gift to the city Uh, but at the same time there are some tired churches there's some old churches a lot of those aren't spirit-filled they're not life-giving some of them don't have a plan for transition so salem needs more churches. I didn't say this earlier. Part of the reason we're excited about Salem, we feel like God has built us for that city. We spent some time here in Eugene, which at one point in history was the least church city in America, right? I mean, close. close, right? Well, Newburgh, which we're coming from, was at one time the most church city in America. <laughs> so we're going right in the middle, right? Going to Salem. We feel very equipped for it. But um, Salem needs more churches. And one, one term that we've really... Uh, latched onto is that we want to be a fresh expression of the same unchanging gospel. And it may be the same gospel that those other churches went with, but we're going to be a fresh expression of that. That there is more room for more churches, because churches give life. Amen? Uh, I saw a stat recently that said, well not too recently, (laughs) it's actually probably a while ago, but that only three percent of reported church growth by established churches comes by way of conversion. The other 97% of church growth comes by church transfer. So people leaving one church to another, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't go to a different church if they feel called to, but the point is if, if our mission is to reach the lost, it seems that established churches don't always do it the best. And statistically, by far the best way uh, the best form of evangelism, the best tool is to plant new churches. And there's a few reasons for that. And one is that you're hungry, that, you want, that you're want, you so excited to bring people into community, to bring them into the fold, to, to, to join life-giving community. Are you with me? Planting churches is by far the best way to reach the lost. Each year in America, right now, we plant about uh, 4,000 churches. Which is awesome, which is actually way higher than it has been in the past. However, the population continues to grow, and at the same time that we're planting 4,000 churches, on average 7,000 of them shut their doors because they never had a plan for whatever reason. So you do the math, and although 4,000 is great, we're falling behind. We're falling way behind. Uh, every just about every city we come from Newburg right now and has tons of churches. Just about every city needs another church because churches are the hope of the world. Because churches help reach the lost. Because the country's growing. I didn't say this earlier. Uh, at the time that that stat was pulled, America was the fourth largest mission field in the world. Wow. You don't think of it that way though. But we need more churches. We need life-giving churches. We need them in Oregon. We need them uh, in America. We need them across the world. Yeah, I
0: Sometimes Bethany's smiling or laughing. I don't know what it is, but I love her so much. It just makes me laugh, you know? She's just awesome. I'm, I'm really moved, and I think what, what Thomas was talking about is such an important um, thing for us to consider because who is responsible to see the kingdom of God manifest, you know, in, in our nation and our generation? It's, it's us. When Jesus says, go into all the world and make disciples, that's not an abstract concept or idea. Like, that's a Jake... Responsibility. Put your name in the, in there. Right. That's that's your responsibility as a follower of Jesus. And what Thomas is referencing has been studied out in the past few decades, very, um, very well. And uh, different different individuals, like um, uh, organizations like Exponential, and different missiologists and and uh, uh, scholars like Ed Stetzer and others have studied out this trajectory of what it will take to see the United States of America uh, reached with the gospel and it really is uh, evident that planting new churches is the way that we do this. And it's not just planting a church, period, it's planting churches that multiply. It's planting the right kind of a church, a church that embraces the life of Christ, but also the mission of Christ. How many of you know that's, for for all of us, what we're supposed to walk in? The life of Christ, loving God, manifest out in the people around me, loving people, and then on mission, making disciples. And that 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 is as as a, uh in the micro like in our own lives is in the macro in churches and so we're excited about that vision. Um, one of the things I wanted to make clear, and I know Bethany and I and our, and our eldership team are completely in alignment on this, is that we are a hundred percent behind, for, in support, and just absolutely excited about Joy Church Salem, and Thomas and Melissa as pastors and the team. Um, we we are. Uh, covering them in prayer and we're covering them in in our heart and our love for them as individuals as much as I love everyone here our pastoral heart and our heart as a father and a mother in the faith are for these guys and it has been for many years but even more so now as they're ready to plant and see what God wants to do. Um, I was thinking about this that that What I want to do today is invite all of you as part of Joy Eugene, all of us as a church body and community, we are the mother church and we're planting this daughter church. And when when we had our children in the natural, we had Evelyn and Jack and Penelope, we didn't get home with our new baby and go, what is the minimal amount of effort, energy, and nutrients this child needs to survive? What's the least I can do as a parent to invest in this child? you know, to this day, I almost cry when I think about how much I love my kids. How many of you are like this, right? Some days I almost cry at how frustrated I am with them, but my love never, never wanes. And so, you know, we love our children. And when we had our babies, we just dote on them. That's why we had to get a dog so we could give some of that love, you know, to our new, our new child, Cricket, Cricket Schmelzer. And, uh, um, but when Evie came back from the hospital, you know, we just loved that little pink cherub. And when Jack came back, we just love that little, I call him the pugilist because he got kind of beat up in the birth canal, you know, and he looked kind of, <laughs> so I call him my little pugilist. And uh, Penny, when she came back, you know, and just like we didn't think what's the least, right? All of my affection, my attention, my resources and everything I could do, including and up to and beyond laying my life down for that baby is my heart for my natural born children. And I want to ask us as a church, if we are having a baby, are we going to treat this baby like what's the least that we could do to see it just make it? I don't want Joy Church Salem to survive. I want our baby to thrive. I want this church to be so blessed. Maybe some of the challenges and obstacles and things that we faced as a church, they won't have to because we're there to go. We're for you. 100%. So as we talk about that, I want to make clear that from our team, you know, it's, it's interesting because in church, just like in everything, you have different philosophies of how things are done. And, and, you know, I know some of you have come from different churches or many of us have or been in different places or whatever, and we're here now, and that's wonderful. I know in other places, sometimes planting churches is kind of like, well, good luck. Here's a nickel and call somebody who cares. And that's kind of at best. And sometimes at worst, it's like, how dare you want to plant a church? You're like, it's kind of dirty or evil. You're like, planting a church is actually hard and totally builds the kingdom of God. It should be celebrated, right? Well, for us and for our house and for how we do things, and this is our heart, is we want to be so absolutely over-the-top generous in prayer and finances and resources and support when these guys open the doors publicly and they're having the, the services, you know, some of you are going to be asked, like, hey, could you, could you run up to Salem and help them and, and see the beauty of God establishing his kingdom there? And, like, I was just talking to a man a couple, uh, last week who's an apostle from India, and he told me, he said, if you will raise up spiritual sons and daughters, you know, when you're an old man, you will, you will have so much joy, you won't even be able to contain it. And I was like, man, that's so beautiful because it's true. Just like with our natural children, the glory of our that, that comes to us. And our and I, you know, someday having grandkids. I know for those that are grandparents, even better, right? It's like bonus. Is that true? Um, no, okay, but I, I guess I'll forget that dream, you know, since you killed it, quashed it today. But um, there's something so glorious about the next generation and in investing and 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 seeing your your children and your children's children and children's, children's children children. And like, we all have an opportunity from heaven to celebrate and participate in the birth of a new church and the glory of what that looks like. And the, you know what I mean? Like, that's amazing. Some of us in the room, maybe if anybody's here today, raise your hand if you were like at the original living room, Joy Church, Eugene. Anybody? Okay. Yep. Got some OGs. OGs. Like, it doesn't, didn't look like this, did it? No, Lyric wasn't so sure about what was going on. You know, she was worried about it. But Lyric, hopefully we turned it out. It was okay. You know, you helped get it steered the right direction. But those that were there in the, in the seed form, has it been kind of fun to see what God has done in the church? And if you're showing up at Joy Church now and we're in the building here and all that and you miss some of those early days, not because you're bad or something. You just, you know, didn't know about it or weren't there or whatever. Like, I don't know where you were, but, you know. <laughs> but now that God has, like, redeemed you and rescued you and saved you from from everything that you were in at the time, I don't know, your deviance, but now that you're here, like what an awesome opportunity for us to really get to go back and see in that seed form and this beauty of a brand new church birth. So I'm, I'm actually really excited um, to love the city, to love this new church, to see what God's going to do, and to participate in the fruit. Now, here's something I want to share with you. If you are part of Joy Church Eugene, Thomas and Melissa and everything that God does through them at Joy Church Salem is your fruit. Think about that. So like when you get to heaven, God's not going to be like, you remember in 1975 when you looked at that, you know, bad thing, that picture you're walking by, like it's, that's not what's going to happen. He's going to look at, he's going to, you're going to be measured. Like, did you build with hay, with straw? It's going to be tested as with fire, or is it going to be gold? And it's going to be these types of things that are, that is counted, that is like, looked at. What did you do in your life? What fruit did you bear out of your life? And as a part of Joy Eugene, when you pray, when you give, when you serve, when you love, when you support, when you when you are when you're part of the body and you're part of the mother church, then the daughter church, that fruit is yours as well. And that's a beautiful thing to think about that we all get to participate in this. So I am just so excited. Guys, how can we as Joy Eugene help you at Joy Salem?
2: Yeah, I think uh, first and foremost, just prayer. Just pray for us. We have a page on joysalem.com for prayer, and we'll keep that updated with just our current prayer needs and the things that we're we're needing in the moment. But if we know that our Joy Eugene family is praying for us, supporting us, uh, behind us, like that's gonna mean that'll mean so much to us. Um, and then. Another way you can really help us is just follow us on social media and share our posts. Tell your friends about us. Um, We're at Joy Joy Church Salem on Instagram, Facebook. Um, Follow us and share all of our social posts. How else can they help us, babe?
3: Yeah. Prayer, promote, um, and join. (laughs) We're so thankful to be sent from this house. It's such a healthy stewardship culture to... Or even allow us up here to talk about it, let alone just say, hey, if people want to go with you, let them go with you. And uh, we're so honored and so thankful. But if, if, if God's stirring something in your heart, if you want to be on a church plant team, even if it's temporary, maybe you want to come and, and just go with us as long as it's going to take, or maybe you want to help for a certain period of time, we're you to join us. We need people. We need deep-rooted Christians to come help do this. We can't do it alone. Become an Avenger, right? <laughs> we need people to enjoy the te- join the team. And we're so honored that Joy Church Eugene is going to allow us to host an interest meeting. In two weeks, on July 23rd, we're going to do it after each service. And I want to encourage you, if you're interested at all, if God's stirring something in you, take it home pray about it, think about it, and then come hang out with us that day. Uh, we can share more of our vision and values and our mission and our ministry model, and we can talk to you uh, uh, about what we believe and, and just exchange information, get to know you a little bit more. But we need people to join the team. And lastly, is you can partner with us financially. You can do that through Joy Eugene. You can do that through our, our website, which actually takes you back to Joy Eugene, so it's okay. <laughs> but, um, hey, hey, launching a church has some real financial needs. There's facilities, and there's equipment, and there's supplies, and uh, we, we need all the support we can get, whether it's one time or continuous, but we would love any support we can get. So, pray for us, and that's just not like an add-on. We believe in the power of prayer. We need people intentionally committing to pray for us. Promote, if you can, tell people about us. If you know people in the Salem area and they don't have a life-giving church, tell them about it. <laughs> and uh, Support us financially. Join the team. We love you guys. Thank you.
2: Yeah, yeah thank you guys so much.
3: Yes.
0: I, I want to join your church. I think I'm excited about it. I think I'm going to stay here, but, you know, but they finally started. to. I'll come to the interest meeting, yeah. Um, man, we're so excited, and, and I'm, I'm really proud of you guys and love you guys so much, and we're excited. Proud of you guys on the launch team. That's a big step of faith. Um, I know that there might, I hopefully are some more of you that God stirs in your heart to be a part of that. It doesn't have to be a lifetime thing. I think that's some of the things that we, that we talk about when we're, as, as we are becoming, and we are a church planting church, is that some of us are going to be on assignment, kind of like being on loan. You get traded to the 49ers, then you never want to leave, but then the devil sends you to the Dallas Cowboys, you know, so what happens, or even worse, the Seahawks. (laughs) Anyways. I was looking at Tim. I thought he was a Seahawks fan. Are you a Seahawks fan? A little bit. He's ashamed. I see that shame on your life. (laughs) Just teasing. But um, just, just. Allowing God to just move you on the game board, and 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 He can move you there, back, and somewhere else, and helping different places. And so you're not making a lifetime commitment to move to some city. It's just being open to the Lord and saying, I have open hands and open heart to use me how you want to how you want to use me to make a difference in the world and uh, for Your kingdom. So we're excited about that. We're going to do two things as we get ready to close today. One, we're going to pray over Thomas and Melissa and their team, and let's just uh, let's just bless them with everything we have. Father, thank you for this honor that we have at Joy Eugene to be, uh, to be a, a mother church, to plant uh, Joy Church Salem. I thank you for the beauty in, of what you're doing in us and through us. And I thank you, Lord, for the faithfulness of Thomas and Melissa and their team to say yes to the call of God to go to Salem and to pioneer a new church, to plant a new church. Lord, I pray that you would bless them in every single way. That we don't ask for a church that survives, we want a church that thrives. We don't want a church that makes it by the skin of their teeth. We want to see them just absolutely uh, flourish, Lord, and flourish in every way, financially, uh, relationally at, with the team and with the people they're going to reach. That, God, you'd give them a, an open door of effective ministry, that, Lord, they would come in and begin to serve uh, the city of Salem and begin to heal the wounds. I pray, Lord, for people of influence to come in and be one to you and into your kingdom that even out of Joy Church Salem comes a, a great impact in the state of Oregon and, and everything that you want to do. I pray you would let every dream and vision in Thomas and Melissa's heart come to pass that, God, is there giving you a yes, that you're saying yes, let it be so. Lord, I pray that there would be all the finances they need, the people they need, the divine appointments they need, the facilities they need that, Lord, you would open the doors and go before them. Thank you, Lord, that you fight our battles. We don't strive or do things by strategy or the, the strength of our will or our own intelligence, but we trust upon trust in you, Lord, and we wait upon you. And as you go before us, we we r- receive that, that ground that you've given to us to take. So, Lord, we thank you for Joy Church Salem. Bless them today in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would bow your head and close your eyes real quick, we're going to get ready to finish Listen, if you're here today and you're not a disciple of Jesus Christ, if you're not a follower of Jesus, I wanna invite you into the family of God. The gospel is that God is king. He is the creator over all things. Like I said earlier, we're not just slime plus time plus chance. You were made on purpose and for a purpose and actually you know that in your bones because when you lay your head down on the pillow at night, you know you were made for more than just getting ahead, getting by or getting even and we all have gone astray. The scripture says we all fall short of the glory of God. We've, we, we've, our relationship with God has been broken. Our sin has hurt us, hurt other people. And yet our God is so merciful and loving, he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross, to pay for our sins, to forgive us, and to, and to set us free from, from the things that hold us bound. And so if you're here today and you say, Pastor Jake, I want to give my life to Christ I want to join God's kingdom. I want to be part of the mission of Jesus in the world. What is the mission of Jesus? Just to have churches for church's sake? No, to bring the kingdom of heaven into this planet so that our place looks like God's place. So that our place looks like what God would want done gets done. His reign, his rule, his will. And so if you want to be part of what God is doing in the world and you want to give your life to Jesus, would you just raise your hand today? Just lift it up. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Come on, anybody else? Just lift it up. Not gonna call you out or embarrass you. Just lift it up. It's just a great step of faith. Awesome, thank you. And we're gonna pray this prayer together and then Bethany's gonna give you some next steps, okay? Let's all pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross. Thank you for paying for my sins and making me right with God. I give you my life today. I put my faith and trust in you. Thank you for making me right with God and bringing me into God's family. Give me the grace to follow you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen.